Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good afternoon out there, Chicagoland, and beaming all over the world, right here from the center of the universe, Chicago, Illinois, on AM 1160. Hey, this is Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have we got a good one today. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and also the founder of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we say we want to put the win back in your sales. Hey, and I'd like to welcome a guest that, man, I tell you, he's all the way across the country here. And I'm going to introduce you to Nick Cavuto. He's the CEO of the Cavuto Company. And he's beaming his way in all the way from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Hey, Nick. Welcome. How's it going? Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it, man. I'm yeah. so glad to be here. I, we're, I'm thrilled to have you, buddy. I mean, you know, after looking at everything up in our earlier conversations, I'll tell you, folks, you uh, be prepared today. I mean, you better get your notebooks out and take a few notes because Nick's got some great <laughs> stuff coming at you today. Hey, Nick, you know, you you, you gave, gave me a quote. I was kind of curious about this, uh, the quote that you gave. Why don't you share that with the audience? And then what was the inspiration for the quote? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's this whole concept about as people of faith and how we show up in business to lead from our heart and uh, not from our head. Um, it's so interesting <laughs> how in life we find ourselves not leveraging our intuition as much as our intellect. And I just find that wildly fascinating because I God engineered me the opposite way. And I'll give you a little extra one here for yeah. you, Bob. You know, your your intuition or your heart, that's your compass. And your intellect, your head, that's your calculator. So ah. use the right tool for the job, right? I love it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that another Nick Cavuto quote? <laughs> it is, man. It is. It is. It happens. I got a lot of those. So. <laughs> I love it, man. That's great. Well, obviously, folks, you can tell this is a thinker, you know, and he has been through it all, too. So uh, let's, let's give our audience a little bit of a glimpse of your back. You come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Boy. Yeah, man, I did. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. You know, my dad uh -huh. was in ministry for a long time. He was a street pharmacist first and, you know, found Jesus after breaking into a building and letting my grandmother and my aunt into an earnest angel, if you remember that name, Yeah. Uh, conference. And uh, yeah, they convinced him to stay, man. And around 30 years old, his life changed forever. And wow. so, yeah, dude, my first memories are growing up, sleeping under pews, you know, at midnight in the Assemblies of God Church with people running around with swords. So um, I grew up in the thick of it, man. Uh, but I'm grateful because the experience let me, you know, this incredible opportunity to hear so many amazing speakers and dynamic personalities. And, um, you know, I always say I've been around public speakers and people in the format of communication and marketing and media you know, since I was, you know, run around at knee height. So okay. um, I love the game of both business and spirituality. I think it's the ultimate place of where, you know, our, our true faith in God can arise is when we're trusting him not, not only with, 
you know, our, our wounds and the areas of our life of where we need help, but also in the ascension process of, of our abundance and the blessings that we find. And uh, when we can invite them into our family and our personal life and our business, I think that's just a incredible concoction worth uh, worth noticing. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'll tell you, now more than ever, huh? You know, after this, Very everything true. we've come through. And I just feel a sense out there, Nick. I don't know if you do in your dealings, but I feel a real sense of the body of Christ coming together through all this and, and really a, a hunger for, um, you know, really, how do you de- integrate this? How do you integrate faith and work? And so uh, I'll, later, a little later in the show, I'm going to share some more information about a uh, fabulous program that's come up that I that have the privilege and the honor of stewarding here in Chicago. But um, anyway, so let's take you through that. Now, growing up a PK kid, I've heard a lot of stories from PK kids, you know, with it, oftentimes they go off the rails because they got a little bit too hard a dose of that, you know, and <laughs> those, er, those early years like high school or college, you know, they kind of wandered away. Did you, did you experience any of that or were you pretty much uh, in the faith the whole time through, in the, through high school and college? Yeah, you know, um, at five years old, I had a near-death experience that really was kind of earth-shaking for me. I almost drowned in a pool, and, and thank, thankfully, my father was there and, and pulled me out after three minutes of being submerged. Wow. So at a very young wow. age, I had what I would call a supernatural experience. And I remember soon after that, you know, having things, if I talked about them here on the show, people would be like, this sounds like, you know, a sci-fi movie. Um, but when you reach the edge of uh, humanity in that way, I think there's a, an interesting crossing over of where you experience things that are just different than other people. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. So I always had a really strong foundation of knowing that God was very real because of what I had uniquely experienced. So there was never a doubt for me, Bob, that, you know, Jesus wasn't exactly who he said he was. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the countermeasure that he's the biggest liar to ever exist? Right. So, you know, right. it's pretty straightforward that my faith <laughs> remained strong, even in trials. I mean, kicked mm-hmm. out of private Christian school, caused a big fracture for me, went to college, got caught up in all the stuff in college you get caught up in. Yep. And by 19, I had fouled out for the second time out of the same school, and they said enough is enough, and I had to come on home. And it was a bit of a prodigal son moment. And mm. uh, my dad was standing there with open arms. Wow. He said, why don't you go volunteer and serve at our church? Wow. And um, that's when my life got back on track. But those teen years were tough. They yeah. were tough because I got rejected by the people, that, you know, in my perspective, the same people who rejected Jesus. Ah. And, and that okay. was my story. And I just now understand it a little bit better, you know. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that you know, uh, because, uh, again, I've talked to a lot of, of uh, kids that were PKs and, you know, it's it, um, it's a little tougher environment because you got to be, you know, really shiny on the outside, don't you? And uh, yeah, yeah. and oftentimes there's a lot lot going on underneath there, um, and it just gets tough to have to live up to the kind of the standard everybody puts on you, and you can't almost be normal, you know, be a normal kid or teenager. So uh, yeah, you, so you got a little crosswise there in school, huh? Getting getting booted out. <laughs> yeah, it. you know, we did. And, and and I was guilty by association in that, you know. Um, it was it was my brother who, you know, he had mm-hmm. one of those summers that, you know, he made a couple choices and mistakes that he shouldn't have. But, you know, it was uh, ruling with a heavy fist moment mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, one strike you're out. And I lost my whole community, my friends, you know, sports, athletics, everything. And uh, I had to start all over again. And you know what the wild thing was, Bob? And I think this is so good for those who are listening. I was wildly accepted by the world. I was rejected by the people who I was raised to believe and to trust and to have community with. And then I was put into the scary place of people who weren't Christians in a public school 
And I was wildly accepted. And to me, that was a dichotomy that was very difficult to understand, again, until the reflection points of hindsight kicked in. Yeah, exactly. You know, what was those tipping points? How did you get back on track? I'm always interested to find out. Was there a defining moment or were just kind of you realized something and you, what was that? Yeah, you know, um, I can still remember the day that I called my dad and said, you know, hey, I need to come home. I was going to college in Palm Beach, Florida, Mm -hmm. funny enough, private Christian school. Um, You know, thought if I could, you know, be around the right people that it would solve the internal conflict, the internal problems of, you know, uh, my choices. But the Mm -hmm. problem was when I went to Florida, I brought myself with me. Um, And so it didn't matter who I was around because Mm -hmm. my heart had not been refined and changed to the place of where it needed to be. Okay. So, um, you know, Fallon out of school, you know, Les Brown has an old quote that he says, you know, <laughs> if you're on your back, at least you can look up. Um, and if you, you can look up, you can get up. It was kind of mm. one of those moments of I ran out of options and I was kind of cornered by myself uh, going, you know, you're either going to change the way that you do life uh, or this is how it's going to be forever. And I had to have the faith that I could push through that season and get to the other side. Yeah. And that's why I truly wow. believe that faith isn't faith until it's all you're holding on to. Yeah. I had to trust the process that God was going to do something great in my life. Okay. And uh, yeah, he did. He sure did, buddy. I love I love this story <laughs> where we got into a little bit. I and mean, thanks for sharing that. I know sometimes this yeah. can get difficult to share things. But hey, what, what, what are the things that you want the audience to take away today out of our conversation? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, that funny moment where I said, you know, I went to college, but I brought myself with me. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that relationships are rocket ships. Mm. The people that are around you will absolutely determine the future that you have, both in business, in life, in ministry, uh, and even in your calling. You know, like God has properly positioned pillars of people around you for a specific reason. The question is, are you noticing, taking notice of who those people are and why they're in your life? So that's the first thing. Relationships are rocket ships. I've never made a bad investment being around the right people. I could tell you that. That's great. The second one I just mentioned, which is faith isn't faith until it's all you're holding on to. That's true faith. When you are feeling like you're on the side of an airplane at 30,000 feet with, with one arm holding on, that's true faith. Yep. And I believe that for all of us, we find ourselves in those seasons. Just understand that's when God can really show up for you when you're in a desperate need of something great. The third thing, biggest takeaway I'd love for people to remember today is being in alignment, be it this way, righteousness is being in right standing with God, being in alignment is the most valuable asset that you'll ever ever carry in your life. So being in alignment and right standing with God, both in your life, business, family, finances, all of that, it's 80% of the game. It's just having the momentum to ensure that you are in right standing with God. I, I love I love the alignment, because oftentimes alignments associate with something different, you know, <laughs> and particularly in business. Totally. But, you know, when you got that faith component in there and being aligned, you know, uh, with your faith and and, um, and everything else, that's really that's really good. Well, folks, listen, I'm proud to welcome in- Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Get out there and check us out, faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-market companies and their businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With a vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology 
that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. Get out and check them out. I really want to encourage you to go out and check it out. It's inboundstudio.studio. Again, inboundstudio.studio. Man, I, we, stay tuned because we got a lot coming up here with Nick Cavuto and some expertise. He's got some wisdom to share with you. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Nick Cavuto. He's the CEO of the Cavuto Company out in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. And if you missed that first segment, man, oh boy, what's pearls of wisdom he had for you. Uh, Hey, Nick, let's just take the audience up to the evolution of your career. And um, you you called back home. Uh, you uh, decided to, uh, you know, get, get righted, get your ship righted, get alignment, as you said. Uh, what happened after that? Well, pretty straightforward. My dad, my dad said, "Well, you know, um, if you need an opportunity, uh, I think it'd be great for you to serve at our church." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I don't have anything else going on, so uh, <laughs> let's do it." <laughs> So I went and volunteered at the church. This is like just in 2007. And uh, the first task I had was uploading podcasts. Mm. And little did I know that that was going to be the beginning of my journey and understanding personal branding, understanding marketing, you know, Web 2.0, all of those fun things that now have been, you know, the pillars of my career. I was, you know, I was invited into solving a problem and I didn't judge what the opportunity was. I just took what was in front of me. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, so I went from a, from an intern uploading podcasts to building six multi-sites and taking the church from 1,000 to 10,000 people every weekend. Wow. And uh, we did wow. that in five years. When was that? Was that in 10? Or what year was that? 2007. Seven. Um, and then I was wow. there for seven years, including the internship. So yeah, till about 2014. No kidding. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, that had to be quite a rocket ride for you. I love the rocket ship kind of analogy because yeah. you're right. <laughs> uh, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, had you had any experience before in technology or did you have any kind of a proclivity towards that? Or Yeah. I mean, I started creating videos when I was 12 years old. I mean, ah, I literally okay. understood the operating system of this um, of this one video program so well because I had to install it and then uninstall it and reinstall it because, you know, the computers aren't, you know, y- you know yesterday uh, when I was 12 years old, right? Right. 20 some odd years ago. It, it, they weren't the same performance they are now. So I'd have mm-hmm. to uninstall it, reinstall it. And I memorized the serial number. That's really? how many times I had oh, to do geez. that. But that shows the passion behind yeah. the creation process for me and communicating through video. And um, I always say I have a lot of movies that play in my head when I hear something or when I'm saying something. That's how uh, it happens for me. So I think it's a self-expression. And so I always had a creative knack. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my my grandmother's uh, brother designed the inside of the Apollo 8. So I'm sure oh, there's geez. something there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's something there. The might side. No, might no be question. something there in the DNA. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, no, no wow. Well, you kind of had the curve there, weren't you, with the podcasting in 07? Significantly. Yeah. yeah. This my is real goodness. early, especially for a church, you know. Yeah. yeah. Man, you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, what was that church that you did this for? It was called the Father's House, and uh, the Father's it's, House. it's oh. up in Rochester, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. wow, that's great. Now, were you born and raised in Colorado? Born and raised in New York. So, oh, New York. You know, I'm a city boy out here in the high desert, and um, 
you know, <laughs> so it's interesting because I, I don't know uh, all those things about camping and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I went on my first camping trip till I was like 17. <laughs> but, um, you know, my grand, my, uh, my wife's grandparents live out this way. They're in Spokane, Washington. And so okay. made a decision to come on out here and, and start fresh. And uh, it's been a beautiful journey. Four kids, uh, oh, everybody's healthy and happy and you know, I feel very, very blessed. Yeah, yeah, you're in a beautiful country out there, too. That's that is really great. Hey, so, um, okay, so the stint was seven years at the church. What happened after that? Well, after that, I uh, had a friend who used to work at the church, and I said, hey, man, I need a plus one here. I need you to help me out, because I didn't have my degree at that time. I just, I had bet on, I'd be in ministry forever. I never knew it was going to mm. shift. And, um, and, and it just by happenstance did, you know, based on a set of circumstances and you know, kind of where my vision was leading me. And so I went into the corporate and startup world. And uh, over the next three years, I managed over $2 billion worth of products for some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and that was all based on the predication of my hard work and expertise and talent, God's favor on my life. And um, it was an absolutely incredible journey. I did that for about three or four years before I started my own company. Wow. Wow. Now, was this for an independent company that did this or was it an agency or what was what was the type of company? That yeah, you to do so, that. yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of jumped between different ops. Um, <clears throat> the first one was at a, a dental company that was the primary competitor to Invisalign. Oh, so okay. we had, you know, hundreds of thousands of patients all over the world. And we had, you know, 60 plus doctors or uh, 60 plus countries of doctors doing our service. And so it was an international company. And um, I took it from getting five leads a month from Dennis, who wanted to perform the service to 500 a month. <laughs> and broke the entire company. Um, wow. So there was three things that I had in that season. I had the confidence, <laughs> mm -hmm. the competence, because mm -hmm. I knew the skill. And then I had the conviction to actually go do what I was designed to do. Okay. I'm a change agent. I'm a catalyst. Right. I mean, I just can't help it. I'm, I'm classically in the corporate world, a disruptor, which they put negative <laughs> connotation on. Yeah. But for me, what I know is I'm a maverick. I'm a rare breed. It's like you get Michael Jordan one time. Right. And so for me, I have the receipts to show for it. Right. Doing over, you know, $200 million in revenue for other companies. So, and I mean, I'm 34 now and that all happened before I was 30. That's incredible. Wow. Wow. Well, folks, he's fulfilling one of the things that God laid on me right now. I'm going to tell you very much this. God whispered to me and said, look, Bob, I want you to get younger on the show. I want you to lift up some of these young people and uh, come up alongside them because they need this now more than ever. And I have to tell you, God has been providing all the way for me. And Nick is one of those manifestations because I said, please give me guests under 40. And I've had the privilege now of having over 15 guests under 40, uh, actually six of them under, under 30. So, uh, you know, the show is getting younger out there, folks. Although, you know, <clears throat> my gray hair, by the way, those are called wisdom highlights now. So I just thought I'd share that with everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I learned that term here a while back. I thought, okay, I'm taking that one. That's pretty good. Um, you know, Nick, what I'd like to do is, uh, first of all, folks, you're going to stay tuned here because before we end this segment, you're going to have a very special gift that we're going to give to you. Nick is allowing us to give you a freebie today, and I'm going to announce that in a little bit, okay? But first of all, um, what? let's talk about the current company, Nick, and what you're specializing in, how it's evolved to. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's a product that I have. It's called Mentor Mind, and... Mm -hmm. um, Think of the concept of church small groups for entrepreneurs. Okay. That's what it is. Uh, leading a church of 10,000 kind of at n the number two position. 
you know, we had about four to 5,000 people at any given time in small groups. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, gave my life back to God in a small group. Wow. Uh, I can play the movie in my head yeah. exactly where I was and how it worked. And so I understand the power of transformation. John Maxwell calls it the transformation table. And I think that, you know, people respond better uh, in a living room than they do from a stage. I just really believe it. I think that's where community happens. Mm -hmm. So um, at the end of the day, uh, I had this idea of saying, how can I take the concept of transformation in church small groups and give that gift to entrepreneurs who don't even have any concept of what that is? Mm -hmm. That's the unfair advantage. (laughs) You know, I got my left arm spirituality and being a pastor and I got my right arm the ability to build incredible businesses. And I put those superpowers together to connect the logical and the magical and the ethereal and the practical to be like, I'm going to give people Jesus, even if they don't know that they're getting it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like that's, that's my thing, right? I love it. So you're um, bold. You're stepping out. I love it, man. Yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, dude. That's awesome. And you know, like they can hate on me for it all they want if that's what they want to do. But I'll tell you out of 500 (laughs) entrepreneurs that I've mentored and have inside these groups, there's not one person who's come to me being like, your faith basis is something that is you know, offensive or this or that or whatever. What I've done is create a space, a common space where common people can come together and they can truly find what their aspirational state is. And guess what? You don't get there without your faith. Yep. That's the bottom line. Yep. And so we'll have that conversation when it's time. Yeah, that's great, Nick. You know, it is, it is inclusive. Uh, I know that what we're doing here in Chicago is very inclusive. I told you, I talked to you about G7. We'll get more uh, about that in a little bit. But yeah, I love and I love the arm analogy, right? Pay them one arm, marketplace of the other. By golly, and we're going to bring these two together. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to I'm going to surround you with this. You know, faith in the marketplace. There you go. Uh, yeah, and you know what I'm so excited about when we started the show. It's our ninth season now. Back then, you couldn't count on one hand. You know, people radio pro, or anything that was talking about faith and work. Now you go out and check out the podcast, and I mean, it's all over the place, which I'm thrilled with because that is just making sure we're getting out there in a bigger, better way and like I said early in the show here you know God has led me into this and has kept me around for this because it's I'm such so joy to see what is happening out there and especially with younger people now some of the stuff that's going on we have a, a young lady I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago uh, Hannah and she has created something called um, uh, Generation Distinct she has people in this group and, and primarily under 30 hers and maybe some in their 20s uh, that she's created and it's all over the world now it's just amazing what that wow. young lady's doing. So if you get a chance to get out there, check her out too. Uh, she's quite a little entrepreneur, you know, and what she's built. So that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, yes. it, it's really great together. And I, I love weaving, like you said, interweaving all this stuff together, you know, because as uh, a person early on when I came to faith over 21 years ago, he said, you know, Bob, you're just a networker for Jesus, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to do that. I'll wear that label all day long, you know. Hey, before I let you go here for this segment, Nick, let's tell the folks about what they're going to get today. So Nick is very very generous. He's going to um, give away three types of content that he we're going to give away today. Keyword content. So you text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword content. Nick, what is this about? What are they going to get? Yeah, well, I spent a large portion of my career figuring out how to basically capture the attention of, you know, markets that have been dominated for, you know, since the printing press. One of the ways that I figured out how to do that on social media, uh, I've given this format away for a long time. It's gotten over a billion views online as far as for people and how they're exercising the actual step-by-step process. 13 types of content every entrepreneur needs to create. 
I show you exactly how to take that mental space of a, of a vulnerable story, something that truly matters to you to connect with your audience in a unique way. And most people are just asking, you know, to get married to their audience. Yeah. Hey, want to get married? And then the person goes, I'm sorry, what's your name? Right. You know, that's not a way to <laughs> create, you know, I love connection it. or opportunity at scale. It's okay. to share something vulnerable, create connection, go first, and then you get into the opportunities that follow. So check it out. It's yep. absolutely incredible. I give it away for free. Right. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword content, and we're going to get you the URL to get that for free. So anybody listening to that, I know it's this is carried all over the world. I know it's just broadcast everywhere. So I get out there in Texas, and we'll get that. I'm going to be right back with Nick Caputo. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Nick Cavuto, uh, CEO of the Cavuto Company out of Highlands Ranch, Colorado. But first, let me uh, check this out, okay? Are you looking for ways to increase business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Network with Purpose, where we form fr- relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming here in Chicago, and I'm, I'm the privilege and the honor of being the regional director now here in Chicago. We have five chapters already, you know, and I just prayed, God, you know, if we could have, you know, six this year. Well, you know, he's up there laughing at me because we got five in the first quarter. So you got to get on this train because it's leaving the station. I can't tell you how excited I am to be involved with this. So G7 Network is looking to connect with leaders. So if you're out there, you're a leader, you think this might be something for you, get out there and text me again at 312 312- Two one zero zero six zero seven with the keyword the new letter G and the numeral seven and I will get back to you and and let you check everything out. Well, Nick, listen, buddy, I want to dive into this business you got because you've had this business now how long? You uh, founded since it two thousand fifteen is when I started. It's gone okay. through some transitions as we've grown, uh, sure. certainly, but at uh, two thousand fifteen, yep. yeah. So, uh, in the current iteration of what it is, what's the ideal client and target audience for you? Since you're the master of that, you, <laughs> I figured you'd have that down pretty good. Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, and believe it or not, it's actually so much easier for me to do it for other people when I mm-hmm. look inside myself, and then I there's so many <laughs> possibilities that it gets a bit of a tornado. But it's been a lot of hard work for me to figure it out, you know. Um, you know, in in my day to day of what I do as a consultant, yeah, I'm looking for the top one percent of the one percent. Okay. Uh, bottom line, and typically they're either talent, uh, you know, um, celebrities, um, you know, high level public figures, uh, speakers who are, you know, very dynamic spe- speaker author combination. Um, and essentially, I swoop into their business, and I become like a commanding officer to the general, to the uh, general <laughs> commander. So I, I take in that number two spot, just like I did okay. in ministry, and I'm a hybrid of an implementer and a creative, and and also you know a, a coach and a confidant for them. Okay. And so that's what I do. That one is I meet people in hallways and elevators, and I end up you know they pay uh, a lot in order to get a lot of really amazing service for me to be able to help them grow their business. 
So that's kind of the, the the preset that always has a waiting list, and you know that right now there's even there's no availability for it probably for the next two years. Wow. The wow. other side of the business that I'm focusing on is um, is focus on entrepreneurial communities, hmm. and this is that model of where you know I had this conversation with God at the end of 2019, and I said, God, I've had enough. What do you want me to do? And sometimes isn't that true? We got to get to that point of exhaustion, uh, you know, of where you know we need someone else to hold our arms up. Uh, yep. Like what happened with Moses? God, what do you want? And he said, I want you to pastor entrepreneurs. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I don't want, no, I'm not putting the thing that I have, you know, learned to love and the thing that for me, I had to walk away from, I am not putting those together, you know? And it's like, you can only argue with God for so long when you're yep. asking for his help. Yep. <laughs> so I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And, um, and that spurred on what's called Mentor Mind. And uh, it's a business-focused mastermind group that has this combination feature of mentorship inside of it, where it's a peer-facilitated group. You know, I'm the host of it, but, you know, really it's a facilitation of highly, highly, uh, you know, powerful people um, in the entrepreneur space. So, like, for example, previous uh, mental performance coach of the New York Yankees, Lauren Johnson, is in the group. My buddy Mike uh, Mike Kim, uh, who is a author, New York Times bestselling author of the book "You Are the Brand." Okay, um, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, Justin Bieber's creative director's in it. Just to kind of give some scope, those are the types of people I gather around the same table, and um, it's really, really powerful. And then I also do have groups like that for early stage entrepreneurs. So if there's any interest in you getting around the right people, like I said earlier, I've never made a bad investment being around the right people. If you know that you're in a spot of needing growth, needing support. You're like, I need a pastor as much as I need somebody who can help me put profit first in my business. This is really the breeding ground. Um, what I what I believe is for high qualities of transformation. So these are mentor mind uh, groups, basically, that you put together. And how many groups do you have? Or are they confined to a certain number? Or what's that look like? You know, I made that really simple. I said, how many people did Jesus meet with? Uh, 12. <laughs> okay, I'll do groups of 12. Um, so okay. <laughs> it, it was very just like, I don't know, it just sounds good. So I'll roll with it. But that's what I chose to do when I built MentorMind. Um, and yeah, it's groups of 12. Uh, and I mean, we, we can have an infinite amount of groups. I mean, right now, uh, as far as it's modeling, I'm going top tier down. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be launching another group in May. Um, and it's at the, you know, the higher echelon of the community, but also of the pricing. And then we're gonna start rolling out groups, you know, uh, in totality. And uh, it's really centralized though for entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, subject, subject matter experts, uh, CEOs uh, who still have, you know, that that common man soul. Like, I, I don't I don't need a four billion dollar CEO in there. I need a right. hundred million dollar CEO in there. Right. Um, because they're still normal people. When you get to the higher echelons, it's a little right. bit difficult. So now, are you facilitating these yourself, or is this? And how do how do they get facilitated? Is it like a Zoom call, or how how does this work? Yeah, it's a it's a Zoom call. It's ninety minutes every two weeks. Okay. And we focus on having really healthy conversation at the beginning, doing some introductions, celebrating some wins. And then we do a hot seat format and there's three different formats of the hot seat, but I'll give you an example of one. Mm -hmm. I ask people a very simple question. What's the number one challenge you're facing right now in your life or business? Mm -hmm. Now the unique thing, uh, Bob, is that I have created the trust and intimacy with them because trust factor is intimacy, yep. credibility, and reliability, right? Yep. So I've created the intimacy, which is most people can have credibility, reliability, but they miss intimacy. Mm -hmm. They trust me like as a soul brother. So they'll actually say what's really going on. And I mean, oh, wow. again, that's just, great. Yeah. It's just like ministry. It's just like a small group in ministry. When I led small groups, oh my God, people would stay in those small groups forever. They'd fight tooth and nail to stay in it. Why? Because they actually got the transformation they were looking for because they had the yep. opportunity to be unbelievably transparent. Right. 
So the groups, it's the same thing. Um, and I'm hand selecting people who want to replicate the model and you know, that's the, you know, uh, two year, 10 year. You know, yep. Exactly. I was going to say, how, how, how are you going to sustain this? If it's just you, you know, and how do you replicate totally. that? And you got to grow people up, you know, to, to be able to go out and do that. So, um, yes. so what, you know, what makes this unique compared? I mean, there's a lot of the stuff that's going on out there next. So what, what makes yours unique? You know, I think the bottom line is that, and it's interesting for this conversation, because I think that there's not as many true faith-centered, or even if it's faith-spiced, uh, entrepreneurial communities that really get it. Mm -hmm. There's just not. Um, I've seen ones that are all around, uh, you know, our buddy Pedro. So his is just, you know, he's got kingdom, uh, kingdom entrepreneurs, but it's all around building funnels and, and things very specific to marketing. Then on the other side, you might have, you know, your church small group that, that right. you know, that's a physical location that hosts. And for me, it's all about like uh, frequency. It's like, are we on the same radio station of communication, of experience, of the things that we're going through? Um, and I'm a lot more like Peter than I am any of the other disciples. I'm kind of like a wet rebel without a cause. So I, I'm a totally edgy. I probably say things I shouldn't say. Um, I, you know, I might chop someone's ear off to defend a friend. Um, but 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 there's a part of me that that's just it's how I'm wired as a competitor and as somebody right. who just is out there and I'm going to play all out. And um, I, I learned that I would rather establish the community of people who are like me and the people that are in my trusted inner circle and replicate right. from there, then try to take the uniqueness of who I am and to go into another group of where it may not just gel the way that I feel like exactly. it can. So yep. leaders under what God has ordained for us. Yep. Uh, but my dad told me from a young age, he said, Nick, you're an oracle for God. All you got to do is open your mouth. You have a gathering anointing. God is predestined this for your life in order for you to lead people. Nicholas means victory of the people. Yep. You know, James, when you dig into my middle name, it's 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 nobility and it's yep. supplanter, that it's a replacement. Cavuto means cave dweller. Hello. <laughs> I love it's it. It's hard for me to just step in somewhere and, uh, you know, and be okay with being a face in the crowd. I right. believe I'm called to lead, which means that yep. I have people who I follow that God has positioned in my life. That's a long answer, but that's the truth. No, hey, listen, this is great, man. By the way, I'm very fond of that name, my, my youngest son's Nicholas, okay? Awesome. And with a new, middle name, which, which translates a little bit, is to uh, Emerson which was for wow. Ralph Waldo Emerson. My dad's middle name was Emerson. He loved Emerson. So, uh, yeah, wow. so he's uh, and, uh, and, a, and a great young man. You know, he's 26 and he's doing well. Um, Beautiful. Let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, before I get too far off the track here, I, you know, there's a couple of things. What do you give God glory for every day? You know, what in your business? What do you, what do you give glory for? Yeah. You know, really it's that God gave me another chance. Um, okay pastoring is an interesting position because when we put pastors on the pedestal, we'll also put them on the cross. You bet. Because they're men just like we are. Mm -hmm. They're women just like, you know, those who are women are. Um, they're, they're mortal. Uh, they're 3D, meaning they're carnal. Uh, they have the uniqueness of what God has given them, but they're no better or worse than anybody else that you come across on the street. Um, and I think that was the hardest part growing up. You know, it's arguing in the car and then it's, you know, put on your smiley face when we walk in. And it's not the hypocrisy of it. It's it's just disappointing. It's mm -hmm. a fouled expectation of what it could be. And, um, you know, I think that I'm grateful that God gave me another chance uniquely to be who I am. And by the grace of God, through many circumstances, whether it was when I was five and, you know, almost drowned or when I was 19 and, you know, losing my faith and my mind at the same time, mm -hmm. going on a track that just wasn't his, uh, that he gave me another opportunity. 
And um, that's the beautiful thing about the prodigal son. You know, and I think, that's too, in this season, Nick, of the great reset, I think people are really taking stock of that. Uh, a lot of talk about bringing your authentic self to work. You know, there, there's a, a lot of... Um, what do we want to call it? Discontent, you know, out there that I think people are yearning for the type of thing that you're bringing. So I just applaud you mightily and also that God's in the center of that, you know. So I think he's got you uniquely where you're at, pastoring and stewarding, you know, the, the clean and the unwashed, you know, <laughs> both. <laughs> it's the prophet who's a pastor. Yeah. It's a wild mix, what, man. What yeah, words no of question. wisdom would you give to your younger self right now? This too shall pass. Okay. You know, it's a great um, the good times and the bad times. Yep. And what's funny, cool, and amazing about you that our, our listeners wouldn't know? <laughs> <laughs> funny, cool, and amazing. Um, you know, for people my age, uh, I think I'm an old soul. Um, mm. I'm more understood by people twice my age than people the same age as me. Okay. Uh, I think that's interesting because I enjoy having, you know, uh, you know a, a coffee or some drinks or whatever, hanging out with, you know, guys who are twice my age because they're more like me than my peers okay but an interesting fun fact is we're, that i almost played played professional done. soccer so okay oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey folks stay tuned i'm gonna be right back with our special guest nick cabuto and we're going to round table a mystery topic so you gotta come back man i'm not gonna let you know until you come back This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Nick Cavuto, with the CEO of the Cavuto Company uh, out in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. And today, the mystery said, I told you, you guys to stay, stay with us because we got a great one today. And that is the transformation table. Okay, so Nick, why don't you lead us off? Uh, maybe give our audience an explanation of what the heck that is, because probably a lot of folks may not be familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a concept from uh, John Maxwell, and he talks about the you know the transformation table being the the place of where true change happens. Um, and I think it's it's a worthwhile conversation for you and I to kick around because. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that uh, transformation, both in faith but in business, it doesn't happen being a spectator. Yep. It does not happen sitting in the pews and just hoping for a lightning strike from heaven to, you know, change something in your life because faith without works is dead. And so there's got to be this pursuit of opportunity. And um, in addition to the opportunity that's being pursued, there also has to be this concept of uh, of giving and of stepping into something greater and different. And a lot of times that's of the change that we're <laughs> resisting. So <laughs> that's the thought is, you know, the concept around us being face-to-face, one-on-one, those unique intimate t- conversations with people that we cherish and who are in, in challenge. And uh, I think that that's where all the magic happens. <clears throat> How do you feel that that's that's been during the during COVID and when we've had to do this life on video and everything like that versus being in person? What do you think the the difference is in that as far as that translation? I mean, in my world, it suffocated people's excuses. Okay, everyone before was too busy, and you can't this and you can't that and you can't whatever. Uh, in my world, it suffocated the excuses because you had an opportunity for people just to click and log on and they're coming from one meeting and going to another, you know, they didn't have to even leave their chair. I mean, gosh, how much more uh, simple could it actually get? And so in my world, it, it was incredibly valuable. And when you have the ability to carry presence in a unique way and create the connection point through having the right levels of attention and conversation, 
it's no different than if I sat across from somebody at coffee. Sometimes even, in fact, that's more awkward because yeah. they don't have the comfort of their environment. Right, exactly. The other thing, too, I think that <clears throat> people are a little bit, I'm finding that they are a little bit more open, you know. I had to transform, you know, transform my business, Samurai Business Group, during all that to take it up online and, and the courses and do a, what I was doing. But it expanded the footprint, expanded the people that I could get, uh, who I could get to it. And then, uh, of course, the, this program has always been. Uh, but I will tell you, I will share with you, that an in-studio interview has a whole different dynamic to it than, you know, a, 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 a Zoom or a, a Riverside interview. Uh, and that because I can see the full presence of somebody and a student of body language and I can watch what's going on. But I agree with you. This our world changed, you know, and I think this is fantastic. I had some interesting thing about that transformation table, too. Uh, I think the X Church is coming back big time. And is because of what has happened through COVID. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman the other day and was telling me about, you know, how they started watching or sampling different uh, services well, on the Internet. And they started inviting people over. <laughs> and before you know it, they got a whole half day sitting at the dinner, t- you know, afterwards discussing this. Bring- I mean, he's got people, 20 or 30 people at his house on Sunday, you know. So, mm. hey, you know. That's amazing. It is amazing, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what leads to this? What what wisdom is Maxwell sharing as far as that transformation? What What is it about this that, that this transformation can happen? Well, I mean, I don't know if this is his perspective or mine, um, meaning I can't recall what his intention or purpose around is around this concept is besides the fact that it happens better at a table than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Here's my thought. My thought is that that's where Jesus broke bread. Mm. When, when he handled business and he was taking care of business when it came to the church he did it at a dinner table with a loaf of bread so for me i look at that as a symbolism that whatever challenges that we're having in our life whether it's a virtual table or it's a physical one i think that it just happens through very honest intimate conversation and that requires a level of care when i do coach people in business i tell them the best marketing strategy ever is to care Mm, you bet People are wired to notice what's different, and most people really don't give a crap. They're very transactional. They're not transformational. So when we get out of the transaction of coming to my house from this time to this time, and then we'll go through all of our list of questions that are on our special document for our small group that we cover all the curriculum, and then at the end, then we're going to all go and we're going to follow this program. I was raised in a Pentecostal AG church. There was no time frame. You could be at church for two hours or ten. Yeah. So to me, it's like that's truly leaving room for transformation to happen. And right. sometimes I would walk into a triage with an entrepreneur at a table mm-hmm. where their life is falling apart, their marriage is falling apart, their kids don't like them, they're going bankrupt. You never know. And the other person you step into a conversation with, they're running a $50 million company, and they're asking you, Basically, what do I do with my life? Not my business. Right. Now I don't even know what Big I want. Time. Big time. You got to have the holistic ability in order to have the conversation. And I yeah. think that's what it's awarded us. People have more of a philosophical, be it spiritual challenge today mm-hmm. than they ever had before of external <laughs> yep. or internal problems. But well said. I find also that when you uh, when you open up the kimono, people are more accepting and willing than to open up. We've had people on this program, matter of fact, uh, come in and. Afterwards, say, Bob, I've never told anybody that, you know. Well, yeah, totally. Why? That's because the Holy Spirit's in. I'm not going to take credit for any of that. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. But you know, I, again, we have to be available for people. We got to make ourselves available and vulnerable too. You know, and that shows up in different ways. 
But I think it is when you start talking about things or giving a testimony that really, I was just in a G7 group a couple weeks ago where a gentleman got up and there was guests in the room too. So he didn't, and he didn't intimately know everybody that was there. And boy, I'll tell you something, there was the emotional, Holy Spirit was in there. Everybody got touched by this guy's testimony. I mean, you couldn't walk out of there and not be emotionally touched with what, what he shared with everybody. And I think that's what I'm seeing now with this uh, God's presence in this thing. I, you know, and I, I shared this with people. I'm more on fire for my faith now than I've ever been because it's just unbelievable. I'm seeing the manifestation of some of this stuff. And what what I, I said even going into COVID, I said there are going to be plen- there's going to be really, really great things that come out of this. And we're seeing some of that, you know, and so this is one of the manifestations of that. I heard a great one the other day, you know, the concept, the glass is half full or half empty. And, you know, mm-hmm. the concept was the glass is always refillable, <laughs> you know, which is. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, right? glass is always refillable, you know. So <clears throat> and that was uh, a little bit of wisdom that I took with me. Hey, before we get out of this segment, I want to make sure that we touch on this again. Why don't you share with the audience, how are they going to get a hold of the, uh, the Caputo company? Yeah, so if, you, if you're interested, uh, just check out my website, nickcaputo.com. Okay. That's N-I-C-K-C-A-V, like victory, because of my name, U-O-T-O, and dot uh, com. And you can just check out all my resources, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, happy to have conversations wherever you are. Now, so. you're doing a podcast too, aren't you, Nick? Or not? Yeah, so yeah. it's be, uh, launching this uh, this spring. Okay. It's called Mentoring Millions, and uh, it's going to be a total, absolute fire. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> full tilt, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's so, great. So that's coming wait. up this spring, huh? All right. This spring, yeah. Well, we're in the spring now, buddy. I, tell you, I can't believe how fast things are going by. It's just absolutely incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, listen, folks, I want you to get out there again and check out with this free offer that Nick is giving, 13 types of content. And you can get out there and text me at 312-210-0603 with the word content. And Nick is giving that away to everybody that does that. So I think that's very generous. And as you can tell, this guy brings it, man. He's got it all going. And uh, those that he's coaching and mentoring, I'm jealous. You know, geez, you know, how do I get 10 pounds in Nick? You know, I think this is great Come stuff. On, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, you know, I got to turn you on to some people and, uh, and certainly myself. I'm going to reconnect with you after we get off Thank this and, and do that. And so, folks, again, we're going to be back here on next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Please get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. By the way, all the G7 information is on there. You click on that. With, and and uh, also, if you want more information, make sure you text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword, the letter G and the numeral 7, and I will get back to you. We'll be right back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.